right, everybody. Uh, welcome to another episode of Follow Your Spirit. It is a midweek episode. It is April 19, Wednesday. We're a few days away f- uh, from, or a few days past the uh, the opener. We're a few days into the, the first away game. Uh, with me, my colleague, Jordan Small. Join- Jordan, thank you for joining me. Yeah, no problem. I uh, I just got up from a nap, so my, uh, <clears throat> my head's still catching up with, uh, with my words. So... Let's talk about a few things. This was uh, my wanting to do this was prompted by I wasn't sure I was going to get a, I wasn't sure if I was going to get a player interview this week. Um, I actually just got a text message from Quinn saying I will. Um, so we'll have that probably uh, tomorrow. But I want to recap Saturday a little bit. I want to talk about Pew, and then you and I have thoughts to share on the narrative around Washington Spirit right now. So let's start, Jordan, with the first one, the easiest of these topics, and that's what happened on Saturday. You did your Spirit Small Talk that were released on Sunday. Overall, like, as a Spirit fan, because you were that first coming into this, like, how'd you feel? Well, you know, I think that the big um, off-season uh, trades and whatnot kind of put people in, in um, I don't want to say uncomfortable situation going into week one, but People didn't know how to really feel going into the first week, whether this team was going to be similar to the one that we saw last year or if this was going to be uh, a completely new team. And I think uh, there's a little bit of both in that. I think that we saw similar things to uh, last season. You know, you have Steph LeBay being an absolute beast. Mm. But also you see things such as the offense really struggled this um, this weekend. Now, it was opening weekend, so you can't um, blame them all too much. But at the end of the day, it just they weren't getting the quality chances on net that they were last season. And that's uh, that's a little bit concerning going into to week two and the rest of the season. Yeah, so I think that there – I walked away thinking there's plenty of reason to be concerned, but there's still plenty of reason to not be worried. That's about – that's, I think that's the best way to explain it. it. There was a lot of chances on the opposition, right? Like LeBay, I think, had seven saves off of eight uh, sh- uh, shots on goal, uh, seven phenomenal saves, which – I believe, and this is a whole other subject, but Ashlyn Harris just won uh, goal of the week, and uh, Ashlyn Harris had a great save. I don't think it was the best save of the four, and of the four, I don't think those were the best saves from those goalkeepers. Right. Um, like the one they chose for LeBay wasn't LeBay's best, and I think I think LeBay at least had three that easily could have been uh, or save of the week. I'm sorry, it could be save of the week, and um, I think I even thought Ashlyn Harris had her header that I thought would have been. Uh, right. more interesting to have in that collection. So I think question marks over at NWSL on how they're selecting save of the weeks. But um, LeBay looks phenomenal. But we it's easy to be like, well, she shouldn't have had that much pressure. But out of those eight, eight shots on goal, there was like, what, 20-something shots? Yeah. Um, and out of, out of that, there was a whole bunch of opportunities, even past that, that didn't turn into a shot. That Shalina disrupted, that Estelle disrupted, uh, that even Whitney Church, like, she was vocal and then part of the defense and contributed. It's easy to be like, man, this definitely isn't last year's team, because it's not. 
Um, but I think we saw how every person can be good on on the field, right? I think we saw glimpses of how each player is talented. And I think Shalina's talent, I think, shown through almost more so on Saturday than uh, than maybe you would have noticed last year, just because of how desperately needed it sort of was in the in the situation. I think if you know if if Katie Stengel makes that open shot, it's a whole different discussion. I think if they, we eke out with a 1-1, we get a point off of it, they look a little rough, but we still got it done. You know what I mean? Like the, the conversation of who the Spirit are, I think, shifts even just that much better off of uh, that one goal. Uh, and it's easy to be like, well, if they didn't have LeBay, they wouldn't have been in it. Yeah, but it's, how many sports teams in the world also have that situation where they got away with a game where one player rose to the occasion and saved the team? Right? right, and we're talking about one sample size of one game uh, where everybody going into it was ready to burn the spirit, ready to. Right. You know, like it could have been a good game, and they'd have been like, "Oh, they're not the team of last year." You know what I mean? So there's reason for concern because they look disjointed. Um, the chemistry is definitely not there. Um, there was plenty of opportunities that could have that could have turned into real opportunities that didn't because of. Poor passing, poor communication, just not being ready for each other. Um, but I think there is, I think because it's week one, because we were playing the former, the reigning champs, um, because all of the turnover uh, for whatever you want to, however you want to evaluate it, does mean that there are there's melding that needs to be done. So um, I I will wait till week three, week four before I start really putting in some real concern. I think that. Uh, you said on uh, the scouting report that you believe that Spirit can uh, can beat Orlando, and I absolutely uh, agree. Pew. Uh, Pew disrupted the entire <laughs> women's soccer community with one announcement. Man, oh man, I swear that the Trump administration actually had them leak that as a distraction <laughs> from maybe what they got going on. It, like, took that that many people were, were paying paying attention to this news. Mallory Pugh, the phenom out of UCLA, who hasn't, right, she hasn't even played one regular season game for UCLA. She's though, not. Right? Nope, yeah. she, en- she enrolled in UCLA actually uh, this January, so she missed the whole um, fall season this past year. Decided she's going to go pro. And, yeah. uh, you know, I, I, can't, I can't say that I blame her. I know there's a lot of... Um, uh, I know there's a lot of uh, what's the word I'm looking for um, conventionalists, or maybe that's not the right word for it, but that that believe that you know that the progression from amateur to pro should go through a college career. Um, but I think if you got the talent, I mean, get that money, get paid, and go do things. I mean, she's already playing on the national team, already scoring on the national team, so uh, why not? The big question mark was: Is she going to go NWSL or is she going to go overseas? And if she goes NWSL. Uh, who will get her? The Spirit have the number one allocation spot, but everybody's saying there's no way she'll want to go to go to Washington. We'll talk about that later. Uh, but let's talk about just the impact that this would have um, in the NWSL, regardless of where she goes, um, as it comes to how we ch- – I mean, people are, like, really looking at this, like, we need to accommodate her and her desires for where she wants to play – I think that this is a, a unique situation. Um, when Lindsay Horan 
um, skipped going to the University of North Carolina to go play for uh, PSG over in France. It was a very different scenario because at the time there wasn't a um, pro league in the United States. And so I think the the thing that is uh, that UCLA, that Mallory Pugh, that U.S. Soccer, and now the NWSL are faced with is if is it important enough to keep Mallory Pugh in the United States playing for the NWSL, or is it okay if they let her go play overseas? And the idea of her getting to basically choose where she wants to go uh, in the United States, I don't think is necessarily a bad thing if it's handled the correct way. I don't think that they should break the rule just so that she can go to Portland and doesn't have to end up in uh, in Washington. But if she does want to go to Portland, I think that Portland has to decide whether they really want her enough to... Um, ultimately give up probably a lot um, to the spirit to receive that number one allocation spot. And if they're not willing to give up that much, does U.S. soccer just let her go uh, play overseas? And I think that before you probably would have seen her um, be pressured into playing in the NWSL, but now with uh, Alex Morgan, Crystal Dunn, Carly Lloyd, uh, Heather O'Reilly even, all of them going over to play in England and France, I think that this kind of um, poses the question, like, what does U.S. soccer do in this situation? We've seen a couple rumors come out, uh, one of them being that two Federation players were offered to the Spirit for the allocation spot on Pew. Um, which the owner of the Timbers and Thorns uh, quickly came through and, sa- and squashed those rumors, saying uh, that's incorrect, incredibly incorrect. Um, who knows what it actually was, but it see, that seemed to be exaggerated enough that he felt the need to tweet <laughs> and uh, and offer um, offer his uh, or his side of, of uh, insight. What I worry is that that the NWSL. Is the has the lead so long as she ends up in Portland, and if that's the case, and, and U.S. Soccer is desperate to keep such um, uh, popular and amazing talent in the NWSL, that they kind of play a like they they kind of I, I'm worried they're going to force the spirit's hand in that they fabricate a trade that maybe isn't bad for the spirit, but in other in another scenario for uh, a talent like that, they wouldn't get that they would get something better. Does that make sense? Yeah. Like, I'm afraid that because the timeline on this, like I th- I'm worried that they'll feel so desperate to get this done and in the bag and uh, you know, moving so that way she's in the NWSL that they're going to try to force Bill Lynch and, and, and Gabera to agree on something that maybe is like, uh, you know, that isn't exactly one for one. It's maybe 0.9 for one or 0.85 for one to where, you know, you probably, it looks good on paper, but in the end still isn't as good as they should have gotten. Should have this been a normal, uh, you know, personnel, um, you know, trans, uh, transaction. So that's, that's my worry. If she ends up in in Portland, um, 
and Portland has to cough up, you know, what what we could consider uh, equal value. And what do you think that looks like? I mean, I saw people floating around names of uh, Long and Sinclair and other names, but uh, what do you what do you think a one for one is on on the potential talent of Mallory Pugh? Well, I think that personally, I think the Spirit should go after one of the midfielders that Portland has because at the end of the day, they have a plethora of international midfield stars. And right now, I think that that's probably where the Spirit need the help the most, especially with the injury to Loman. I think that that is a huge thing for them to pick up right now. And I would love for them to pick up somebody such as Allie Long. I think that she's probably the type of player that they need most right now in the sense of an attacking player. And I just don't see them, uh, Portland, giving up somebody like a Sinclair or a Tobin Heath or um, Henri for, for Mallory Pugh. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, yeah, it'll be interesting to see what happens. Um, I wouldn't bet on any scenario of her actually ending up in Washington. Um, I, but I think that what I like about this is it kind of seems like a, um, a no-lose situation for the spirit. Uh, either they get the value out of her and they get that coming to them. Or they get her somehow, right? She comes right. and says, you know what? You know, I'll, I'll give the spirit a try or I'll give Washington a try. Or they don't get anything for her because they decide, nope, that's not – we don't agree with this transaction. Or she decides to go elsewhere and the spirit are in no worse a place than they were before this announcement. Um, so at the very least, uh, <laughs> at the very least, nothing happens. Jordan, I know you saw it too, and this was actually the thing that prompted me wanting to do this podcast is, uh, or this week's this episode is. During this whole conversation, I saw people, I saw someone a part of the Spirit Squadron, even say, if Pew had a single brain cell, she will steer herself far, far away from DC. She doesn't need that in her life. I was so upset when I saw that. How can you be? How how can you claim to be a part of a of a fan uh, a fan club? Say that a player shouldn't want to come play for your team. That if in, in to insult their intelligence, that if they were to decide to make that career decision, that it would mean lesser of them. And then just the tr- like troves of of Twitter uh, users coming on saying. Washington's a shithole. No one should want to play there. She definitely knows want to play in Washington. Let's pump the brakes on this hate Washington thing a little bit. I get from a fan's perspective, you dislike the organization because of the decisions that were made in the offseason, or at least the transactions that were made in the offseason, no matter whose decision it was. Uh, I know the owner is not popular with anybody um, because of – because there's no Pride Night, and we do the stint that he did with the with the anthem and all the other things that uh, you know that he really needs he needs to invest in a PR firm to help him out with this kind of stuff because he's not making great decisions on that front. I get all that, but to say that Washington's a shithole and no one would should want to play here, you just insulted everybody on our roster. Thank you. Like yeah. just in, just insinuate that everybody on our roster doesn't know what they're doing with their career or has nowhere else better to play because they're playing for the Washington Spirit. 
And that this town is a, that this organization and this community is a bad one to be a part of, which it's not. I mean, hell, last season I remember watching away games, especially up in Western New York, and I could hear the Spirit Squadron over everybody else. I mean, that's something to say about this fan base. So do, the idea that no one would want to come play in Washington because the owner's kind of a – and because uh, players wanted to leave, or some players wanted to leave, and you can – there's no guarantee that all those players had that left because they were offended by something. You know, uh, they could have just wanted another – wanted to play in another city. Right. Uh, you know, so all of that combined, uh, and I'll, I'll let you avoid, I, I really needed to get a lot of this energy out of me, Jordan, uh, so I apologize for the tangent on this one. But man, like, lay off a little bit, have some faith in your team, your organization, and show some pride, the organization that we follow, and be a little bit more respectful to the players that you claim to like for their decision to play here. Right. Um, whew. Okay, I have a lot to say about this. Yeah, do it. First of all, Bill Lynch is not even the worst owner in DC sports. Like, I I don't know how people could, like, possibly say that he's the worst owner when you have a man like Dan Snyder running the Redskins the way that he does. That is all I'm going to say on that part, because, (laughs) yes. But... I think it's incredibly insulting to the players that want to be playing here because I know of multiple players that I've talked to that have said that they did not feel welcomed in other places or did not feel wanted and came to DC and they felt wanted or they were closer to home or it just felt like the right place for them to be playing. So to say that nobody wants to play here, unless you did a poll Every single women's soccer player that is eligible to play in the NWSL, and they, every single one of them said that they do not want to play here, you cannot say that. Like, that, it just does not make sense. And I read a tweet today that was very good, and it said, um, it was something along the lines of, you cannot tell me that there are not players out there that got cut from rosters, or have had to go play overseas because they did not make an NWSL roster. And you cannot tell me that if they were given an opportunity to come play in Washington, that they would turn that down. I just, I don't think that that's true. And I, when I see people say things like that, it's, it's maddening because, first of all, DC is one of, I think, the nicest cities to live in. Now, I'm personally biased to that, but I think that it is one of the greatest cities in the country to live in, and even even though um, the soccerplex is not technically in D.C., it's close enough and whatever, but also, I think um, I read an article from Bo, I believe, that was about having how the Spirit have one of the nicest facilities out of any of the teams in the NWSL, and they may be the only team that is has a nicer facility than the MLS team that they're closest to. And, and I really think that people do not understand 
how uh, nice it is to have the Maryland Soccer Plex because it is a beautiful stadium. They're playing on grass fields. They're training on grass fields. I mean, I just – it is mind-boggling to me to think that people actually believe that players do not want to play in this town. And like you said, this is extremely disrespectful to the players that are currently on the roster because – what does that say about them? They're not, I don't think they're taking more money just to get here. They're obviously not because Portland probably can pay more just because of the things that they have, the resources. But Mallory Pugh may not want to play here, but that does not make it this hellhole that nobody wants to come play at. And like you said too, that, we don't know the reasons these players left. There are speculations and all that. But until one of those players comes out and says that I left this organization because I did not like how they ran things and it bothered me that much that I had to leave and it is going down, I just you cannot say that they think that way. Yeah, absolutely. Mallory Pugh may not want to work, play in Washington simply because she's not interested in playing in Washington. You know, like, the, the, she's from Colorado. Exactly. Of course Portland would be at the top of her list. It's closer to home. It's Colorado and the West Coast get along very well. Uh, you know, they share a lot of the same culture. And uh, I think that the notion that she would, uh, you know, if if it comes down to Washington or Europe and her deciding to go to Europe doesn't mean that she, like, resents the idea of playing in Washington. It just means that in her pr- list of preference, uh, Europe came over playing in uh, playing for clubs that aren't Portland. Too much reading into the the not interested in, t- in Washington uh, narrative um, that surrounds this with, with the SI report that came out and – uh, was SI sports yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, on that she's pro- that she it's probably not going to be Washington. That doesn't mean that she like views Washington as this trash can fire. Uh, it just means that she's not interested in playing here. Osmond, Portland's the only only town that we've heard that she's interested in playing. It's not like it's been in anywhere but Washington. Who, who knows if she would want to play in Orlando or Houston or anywhere like that over Europe? You know. Let's pump the brakes on that. Jordan, I like that you agree with me and that it bothered you just as much uh, as it did me. I, I, I was worried a little bit that maybe I was just being a homer. I even saw some – you know what got a little carried away when I saw people who were highly critical of the spirit in the off season. Even they were like, oh, <laughs> easy. Yeah. That's you – know, we live here. <laughs> yeah. let's, uh, let's, let's ease up a little bit. And you're right. I think – um, you know, Bill Lynch had a questionable reputation going into last season, and then he, uh, you know, on a coin flip reputation, it went the wrong way when he made the bad um, national anthem decision. You know, and I think right. after that, it was people were looking for reasons to dislike him, and then the offseason didn't help that at all. One last thing I want to talk about, Jordan. I watched uh, the scouting report for, I don't know, five minutes. <laughs> I caught it just in time to catch the tail end of the the Spirit Courage uh, recap that you guys did. RJ said that she believed that when it, that believes that when Weiss is healthy, that Jim oh. will just make this decision to just start her. Um, that 
LeBay's starting position is is on is has an expiration date of Kelsey Weiss's uh, date of full recovery. I think we've mentioned it at least once uh, on the podcast, but I highly disagree. And I think that I think Kelsey Weiss is talented as she is, and as much as she's contributed to this team, I think that if LeBay stays healthy, she will not see a minute on the pitch. What are your thoughts, Jordan? Yeah, I mean, you and I even talked about this, I think, um, on Media Day, that this whole idea that last year LeBay's starting spot was taken away from her, um, people do not, I don't think, understand that uh, Weiss was playing very, very well. And when you're heading into the playoffs and heading down the stretch, you need consistency. And I think that that's more than anything the reason why Jim stuck with Kelsey Weiss. It's not because he hates Steph LeBay. He thinks that going out and winning a medal means nothing. I, I don't think that's the reason he did that. Now, coming into this season, we people didn't think that LeBay was going to come back and Kelsey Weiss unfortunately gets hurt, and then it's Steph LeBay time again. And I truly think that if she is playing the way she did in week one, there's no way that he will take her out of the starting role. I think the same reason that Weiss stayed in last year in this situation will be the same reason LeBay stays in. And I could even see that Weiss will struggle to maybe even make it back onto the 18-man um, roster. I, I think that Didi will really give her a run for her money on that. Yeah, absolutely. I think in the idea that there's – if there was any sort of animosity between Jim Gabera and Steph Lebay, she would not be on the Washington Spirit anymore. She would not play here. She is a Olympic medalist. She plays on her national team. She could have gone somewhere, right? Like, she was desired. So, it's not because it's not like Kelsey Weiss gets hurt and she's like, oh, well, I guess I'm stuck playing for Washington. Like, if she wanted to, she, you know, she could have left. And she didn't, which means the relationship there isn't damaged. I'm sure that um, any time that you leave a starting role, come back, and it's not there anymore. I'm sure it hurt, right? I'm sure it bothered her. I'm sure that she – I'm sure there was a lot of questions, whatever. But if there was any sort of animosity between her and uh, and the coaching staff, I don't think she'd be playing for us anymore. We can't – the fact that she's even taking the pitch in the spirit uniform I, means I think we can dismiss that idea completely. Um, especially since we believe that with everybody – with uh, with Krieger and uh, you know and Dunn leaving and Matheson and Nairn, if we believe that they all left because they don't like the spirit organization, then we can believe that anybody that did stay, no matter what we felt about before, especially LeBay, that they're staying because they don't feel that way, right? Right. Yeah. Uh, all right. I got a lot off my chest here, Jordan. Uh, <laughs> I feel I feel good about this. Um, I'm feeling good about Orlando. Orlando looked decent against Portland, but I think that what we saw in Orlando is, um, I don't know, I feel like the Spirit can be competitive against, you know, it's a one-game sample size, but I feel like with what we know the Spirit can do and what we, the little bit we've seen Orlando do, I think it could be uh, a good game on, on Saturday. Yes, absolutely. 
Okay, Jordan, we'll be um, we'll be back at this next week. Uh, Sunday, you'll have your spirit small talk again, a little yep. five seven minutes uh, audio on on a recap, and I suppose you and I will see each other uh, next Saturday.